Welcome to Turning Insight into Inspiration podcast series. Hey guys, today we have Nuhad here. Uh, he's He does aerospace engineering. He just graduated. He's going to do a PhD now. Um, he is from, he's an international student from the Maldives. Um, do you want to add anything to that? Oh. He's a very smart dude as well. <laughs> Um, all right, let's get right into this. Um, so, tell me a bit about like what you did in school. Did you do the same thing A levels, uh, which is the British system? Yeah, it was pretty much the British system. I did GCSEs, which was called O level, then, and I did um, Edexcel A level. Mm-hmm. So, because I was doing both GCSEs in and A level in Maldives, I didn't do labs. So for, let's say I did science. I did in my O levels. I did biology, chemistry, physics, and maths, and English as a second language, and economics as well as an option. And later on in my A level, I took science stream where I had physics, chemistry, and biology, and then. As an option, I took maths. Did you know, um, like when you were doing your A levels, what what direction you wanted to go into? Like, did you know you wanted to do engineering? Um, not necessarily. Like, I was torn between doing medicine and something related to engineering. That's why I had all three science subjects: chemistry, physics, and biology in the stream. And then I was allowed to take an optional, you know which I took maths. Mm, okay. And we did have other subjects as well, which were local, which like Divahi and Islam. Okay. Which we had to do in school. Okay. So when, when um, so tell me a bit about the process. Uh, you said you, you, you didn't apply for, you didn't know you could apply for a university at, at your a, a, AS levels, but you instead you applied at, at A levels. Yeah, uh, it, it, back in my high school, there was no one to tell me about applying to uni or how the process work. So the only information I get about uni was information from people who were in the years above who are in uni at that time. And I didn't know that I could apply to uni after my A's results. So I only applied after my A2. So that meant that I had to take a gap year and do something else. What so, did you do? I applied for an apprenticeship in a telecom company in Maldives. So I did work there for over a year. And when I was doing the work for the first three months, I did learn a lot and I did enjoy the time there. But then over time, I realized that the work was getting tedious, that I wasn't learning as many new things later on as I did at the beginning. Because later on, I was just doing the same things that I was doing at the beginning as well. Yeah, it's it's actually funny that it's um because I've I've noticed that as well now that you know I've done a couple of internships now that if it's it's the same repetitive work and you're not you don't feel, if you don't feel like you're learning new things it it can be a bit of a it can get boring. Yeah, I think later on it got boring and to the point where I realized that. I was losing my intellectual edge or my sharpness 
in a kind of way that I wasn't learning things as quickly because I haven't been learning for quite some time when I was doing the internship. Yeah. It was like after three months. I can't believe you noticed that like after like such a when you were at a such a young age um after such a short period of time because that does happen to everyone where you get stuck like in a future job you get you learn it and then maybe the the first few months is very intense and then you kind of get better at it and better at it and then you kind of like do the same thing and you're, you don't push the boundaries you don't learn new things you kind of like stay in that one box and then over t- the periods of 10 20 years you lose you lose that edge completely and then when people i have a theory when which is why like when you try to do a masters after that at an older age that's why it's much harder cuz you have to like go back into the learning mode when you were a kid and then go which is a separately is a very different mode if you if you're not if you've stopped it for a while if you've stopped learning for a while i think i noticed it at an early age because in in the Maldivian education system back then after I finished my O levels I would have a six month break before I would start my A levels a six month break six months break so oh. that meant that over that six months I wasn't doing anything useful I was just playing video games yeah and then when I started doing my A levels I realized I took a lot longer to learn things and understand things yeah. than I was able to do before. Getting back to it, you, you were torn between medicine and engineering, but you ended up doing engineering. Um, why? And also why specifically aerospace engineering? Um, I think in my high school, um, when I was doing biology and physics and chemistry, I realized that in biology there were more to do with learning things or knowing things by heart. But in Oh yeah, that's Physics why I didn't and do biology. <laughs> things like maths, it was more of understanding than learning things by heart. And I felt that I was better at understanding things than remembering things. Yeah. And that was the reason why I ruled out medicine yeah. and looked into engineering. And when I was looking into engineering, I was having the mindset that I want to do something which would be most helpful in developing the way I think. Uh, in and I wanted to make sure that I would think in a structured way so that that meant that I want to do something which is heavy in maths and at the same time I wanted to have the broadest exposure that I could get to the engineering field so that's how I thought of doing aerospace engineering so it's it's funny the way you said you wanted to get the broadest ex- um experience exposure you you can get but aerospace is quite niche so how come you related those two things together um, what was the thinking behind that? I think you get a really good exposure in mechanical engineering as well. Um, but back then, from what I was reading and on the internet to learn about the engineering fields, I, I felt that aerospace having, having to be an independent field where you have to look into electronics, which goes on to an, on an aircraft, and having to look at the aerodynamics and everything to do with structures and control and mechanisms aerospace was very independent which meant that it has to be broad enough that it can encompass all the fields Mm. so it's it's the kind of thinking i was having then from what i was reading 
Mm. What did you did you ever consider civil or electronic engineering, or um, um, engineering mods? I I didn't know engineering maths existed. I, mean, I knew about civil and electrical engineering, but I felt that those were too specialized that I wouldn't get a broad experience or broad exposure mm. to engineering because I wasn't specifically looking into work in a particular field. I was just looking into a way to have a broad exposure in a maths based field where I would develop the way I think. Okay. So when you did come to the UK to study from all the way from Maldives, um, what what was what was your expectations of the course and did the reality meet the expectations? Um, I think there was a very steep learning curve at the beginning and the way we were taught we were required to do a lot of independent thinking which we didn't have to do before in school in O level or in A levels. Oh yeah. So it was quite a jump up. So that was a bit hard but uh, one thing I forgot to mention was um, when I was doing my internship in the telecom company and when I realized that I wasn't I was losing my sharpness when it comes to learning I started doing further maths with one of my friend who was required to, to do further maths in his conditional offer that he got so I was studying further maths with him with a private tutor and that was very helpful in uni because pretty oh, yeah. much the first year and the first semester and maths unit was pretty much based on further math. Yeah. I mean, I've said this in the podcast before. First year for me was probably the most difficult year for me, I'd say. Um, and that was a big part of it, like engineering mathematics. And that was the module we had to do. Uh, and that because I didn't do further maths, I was behind everybody else who did further maths and who knew what was going on. And the rate at which we learned things in, in university was so fast that I just couldn't keep up. So, yeah, having further maths really did help people like yourself. Yeah. yeah. What about it's just that I didn't have to learn anything new in, in the first term in engineering maths. Everything was something I had learned before. T- taking like the the entire four years, right? What's something that you disliked about aerospace engineering? Um, I didn't like the amount of coursework or SST exercises, but there were really good ones where you learn a lot. But the problem that I found was when you have a lot of work to do, you don't have enough time to commit to really understand the unit or really understand what's going on which was a hard thing because what you want at the end of the day is to understand it not not really to get a lot of marks in 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 the coursework but then it's the marks that would count at the end not the understanding itself no understanding does count it, it comes to what you are looking for so if you don't really care about the marks then it's the understanding but you need to ha- get the marks in order to progress to yeah I, I, I knew someone who um 
Yeah, I'd say he like cared more about the understanding than he did about the marks. Yeah. But as a result, he, uh, it it just it wasn't good, because he um. Yeah, he 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 didn't get the marks uh, like as as high as 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 the marks he should have got uh, based on the based on the level of work he was putting in. But yeah, there's like a delicate balance to be struck here because I, I know for a fact you 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 um, I say you'd probably lean more towards like trying to understand it more than the marks, or would that be accurate saying? Or yeah, I I cared about understanding more because at the end of the day, I as long as I pass, I wouldn't really care about the marks I get. It really because though, really because I wasn't I wasn't planning to work in the aerospace field per se. Why is that? Uh, because one thing I learned from my internship was that I'm not very keen in working in a company because over time you end up doing something which is repetitive where you get bored. So I wanted to do something where I would be learning something new every day which could be either a startup or R&D in 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 a company or doing research in academia so i was set i i set my mind to either some one of those fields so like, like a startup is like a small company basically so you, okay but don't you think that even in research like there's a lot of repetitive aspects to it where you're doing the same experiments with like one variable changed again and again and again to try and get the results and then analyze those results do you not think research has those repetitive elements as well yeah, there is the repetitive element to it as well because at the end of the day you have to get some data to analyze if you're doing something experimental so the experiment could be repetitive but to get some idea of what's going on you'll be reading a lot of papers and you'll be trying to understand them which meant that you will be learning a lot more things and you'll be getting a lot more ideas which you could later on use to develop your own ideas. Mm. and it it just meant that it's it's very exciting for someone who is very keen to learn yeah so it's it's yeah it's really good that you even have this like kernel of the idea that of what direction you wanted to go like even before you started uni in that placement that you did before before university and then i guess as you journeyed through the university career you kind of uh solidified that idea where you wanted to like keep on learning and that's what you wanted and you wanted to avoid repetitive tasks and that led you to your eventual decision that you wanted to do PhD and do research yeah so I I was trying to um, make a decision between trying to set up a startup or doing research and what I ended up deciding was to go for research because at the time I didn't have an idea about what I want to do for a startup even the idea I had was more of investment based or business based startup than something which was technological so I was thinking of going into academia doing some research until I find something exciting enough that I want to spin out a company from it or just stay in academia that where I would enjoy doing the research so that I could do that as a career. How come, so if this, like, how come you, um, like, you, you, 
because I know uh, the uh, the internship that I worked in, um, the guy basically, um, the CEO of the of that company, it's a medium service company now, but the CEO of a company worked in, in or the CTO worked in Bristol, did a PhD there, and it was on this idea of you know inductive coupling, and he basically um, th- that was that research was developed into a product, uh, and into a startup into a small company, right? How come you're because um, I know you're focusing on a particular niche of research which that can't really be spun out into a company right because you're focusing on a wing morphing which requires like so much capital and so much like background that it can it can't really be spun out into a company because it's based around a big company and their research so how come you're not leading towards you know a, like a new idea that can be that has more potential to be spun out into a product um, I think at the end of the day, you will only be able to spin out a company in and commit to doing it in an area that you are keen in. So if I if I'm just looking for an idea where I want to start a business, I might not do very well because I wouldn't be as committed to an idea that I'm interested in. So that me for so for me. I was looking for something where I'm passionate about. So at the end of the day, if I discover something new, something which can be commercialized, it could be patented. And even if I don't start a business because of the capital requirement, I can still leverage that patent to make good use of that technology. So yeah, let's just give a bit of a brief definition of these things. So capital is just money. You need money to basically um, start a business. And uh, the more money you need, the, uh, the like the more things you need to develop a technology, the more money you need. So you can get that from investors and grants and things like that. So that's what capital is. Uh, and then the other, the other, patent. Uh, yeah, patent, a patent. Do you want to explain that? Uh, it's like when you discover something new, something which is technological, you get in writing that this is something you discovered and you have the rights to sell this for a number of years. So in that time, no one else can make this product and sell it without your permission. So you can give permission to specific companies to use it and for that you will get a commission. So it's it's a way of commercializing something you have discovered when you don't have your own capital or your own business commitment to make it, it a commercial product. So that someone else can use your idea to make a business out of it. Okay, so yeah, so here's a guy, uh, I think this is quite interesting, and this is one of the reasons why I want to do multiple uh, aerospace engineering podcasts um, in, in the series. So here's a guy uh, who, you know, who did aerospace engineering, he didn't necessarily do aerospace engineering because he had a massive, you know, huge passion for aerospace, although you do have students uh, that do aerospace engineering because they have a huge passion for it. And, you know, he's he's not staying in the, he's not working for, you know, big aerospace companies either. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to go into research or start his own companies because he has identified exactly what he wants and what he likes. Um, and he's just going towards that. Um, so I think that that's a very unique perspective because we did have another guy, um, Zane. Um, he's not sticking in the aerospace industry either. He's going to the finance route because of his own, because of the reasons what because of what's important to him, basically. Um, so I think this is interesting to know, really. 
So uh, one of the things we had a chat about before the podcast uh, started was that you write this like journal at the end of each year to figure out exactly, um, you know, what you learned in the academic year, what you liked, what you disliked. Um, do you want to go into a bit more depth onto that? Yeah. So what I do is when when I finish all the exams, I take a break for like a couple of weeks. And then after that, I take some time to reflect on how the year went, what I enjoyed, what I didn't enjoy, and things like that. I note it down on an Excel sheet. And then, let's say I note this down on the first column. And then on the next column, I would write down what I would need to do to change some things that I disliked. Let's say I had things that I liked and I had things that I disliked. So for things that I liked, I will continue doing that. And for the things that I disliked, I would write down what I could do to change that. For for example, if I felt like I haven't been doing enough exercise during the term or during the year, then I could write something like, I want to start running more often or I want to start swimming more often then a practical thing that I could do to do that would be joining a running club or joining a swimming club so that I would be obligated or obliged not necessarily obliged it's it's up to you to go but for me the way I take it is that if I'm joining let's say a swimming society to do swimming then I would put that swimming time in my calendar is something that I would have to do because at the end of the day your obligations are not just to your studies or not just to to your work it's also to yourself where you will have to take care of yourself and doing exercise is something you are doing for yourself is I I really want to like do uh, put this part in, like in the podcast because I do think that uh, a lot of people uh, they neglect other parts of their life when doing aerospace because uh, especially if you're in a really um, one of the like top tier universities, like it can get consuming, like all consuming. And if you don't like specifically like block out time to do other things, like it can affect your life really badly. Like in terms of like mental health and things like that. And other there's been people through the years that have dropped off for whatever you know for one reason or the other because they haven't been able to like balance their lives out. So this is like an important thing. I've I've done something similar where. I've joined, you know, societies and it's something that I have to do, you know, there's no choice, like it's something, that I, and I love doing it as well, it's, um, you know, if you don't like doing it, then that's difficult, but you have to find, figure out exactly what you want to do and what you like doing it and then go to it, something that pumps the blood up, you know, gets the blood going, something that takes you out of your mind, something like sort of like cardio physical activity. Yeah, I think when it comes to those kind of things, it's important to find something you really enjoy doing. And take it as something that you have to do, not something as, not not as something that you would do in your free time, because if if you take it take the approach where you would only do exercise or something you love only in your free time, then when when things get busy, you wouldn't find the time to do it, and that would be very consuming and very tiring. Yeah, and you're busy just like all the time. <laughs> but like there's probably about two weeks you're not busy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like. To the incoming cohort, you know, you uh, imagine it's like a GCSE or a level student listening to this, 
or even like a first year actually, first, second year, um, do you have any advice as the wise old sage you are, Nuhad, now that you're doing a PhD? <laughs> um, do you have any advice for the younger generation um, who are looking to do, you know, engineering? Any advice um, on work ethics, work, you know, you know, what you should strive for, time management? I, I think everyone should aim at finding a good balance between doing work, doing exercise, socialising and doing things that you enjoy. It could be really hard at the beginning, but it's, I think it's very important not to be overstressed by the steep learning curve or not doing so well in the first year because the first year is hard for everyone. And first year doesn't count in most of the cases either way. It's just that when you struggle in first year, you have to see the overall picture and forgive yourself for not doing too well or having trouble in what you learn because that will help you to organize yourself and that will help you to go through first year without being exhausted and so that over time you will get into a routine where you find a balance in doing your work and doing other things mm. did you so so for you first year was the diff most difficult year for you of the four years or would you say uh, in terms of workload first year would have been one of the easiest but like third and fourth year was very heavy in workload second year was pretty heavy as well but i think it was first year was the most chaotic year for me because i didn't really find a good balance in doing things i was mm. so was second year as well because let's say in first year i wasn't doing any other activity in uni i was just studying and going for run sometimes on a weekend nothing else in second year so after at the end of first year i decided I haven't been doing any any other activity in uni, so I decided to join some societies. But the societies I joined in my second year was all were all very technical. So at the end, I realized this is pretty much what I'm doing in uni either way. So I'm not really enjoying this yeah. being in these societies, which are very technical. Yeah, do you mean like sad space exploration? Yeah. Something. So those are really good societies as well, but for me doing the same similar things that I do in uni in my course yeah. wasn't very exciting. Yeah. So you want that balance and that fun, like you want yeah. to have fun as well, you know? It's, uh... So that's how I gave up on that, those societies and went for more social ones or more sporty ones. All right, Nuhat, it's been, uh, <laughs> it's been interesting talking to you. Hopefully the audience have uh, got a lot of useful insights on particularly I think the biggest thing is actually figure out exactly what you want for yourself, uh, you know, what you actually like and what you dislike. Because what society tells you that you should aim for is very different to what you personally like and what you personally should go towards, right? Because I'm imagining a lot of people, you know, they have, would have this when you're young and also when you're older as well, um, people who aren't in that field, or you do aerospace engineering or you work for an aerospace company. You know, you do mechanical engineering, you work for a mechanical engineering company. 
No, it's not. It's not as clear cut as that, and um, it doesn't. It, it, there's no like set way of doing things. He him himself like he he did aerospace engineering for, um, a reason which you know you wouldn't think is the reason why you would do aerospace engineering. Uh, it's not because he has a deep and you know passion for airplanes. It's more so like he he wanted to you know learn more things and learn the method of learning. I'll see you guys in the next episode.